Hey everyone, welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are my fellow Trek actor and now accomplished episodic television director, Robert Duncan McNeil, and myself, your favorite forever ensign, Garrett Wong. Wow. Look at that You're changing title. up the intro every week. It's uh, trying it's to. improving and uh, wow. <laughs> Very exciting. Very constantly evolving, constantly Constantly evolving. evolving. And remember, everyone, you can get the full version of this podcast by signing up to become a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers. There you go. Yes. Come on in. Come on. The water's warm. Come on in. (laughs) Okay. Playing around with my microphone a little. Is this your old mic or new mic? This is my new, uh, this is my old mic. It's the same old mic. Okay, gotcha. I've been told that I need to get a new mic that... uh, Is a dent or something in there? I've been told that it's the quality of my mic. Remember when we started this podcast? Yes. You have to get this particular yeah. microphone it's and you did only... not listen to me in and true tom like, paris form you yeah. went with your other thing you're like whatever i went for like the middle of the road and now i'm i'm hearing from our very accomplished editorial team <laughs> that my my sound is not up to standard and they want it better they want to keep good. improving just like your intro keep good improving. i'm so excited but, so maybe you, know. you will now have a microphone that i recommended to you to get in the beginning then yes i'm going <laughs> gonna go go all out okay excellent all right so this week's episode yes is counterpoint okay counterpoint so i'm uh i'm excited to i this is not bringing up any memories for me so i'm excited to go watch this episode counterpoint yeah so robbie and i will be right back with our recap discussion and uh review of counterpoint Hey everyone, Robbie and I are back from watching Counterpoint. Yes, we are. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yes, Ooh. that was something. Uh, that was something different. Yes, it was. It, it was, was a very different kind of episode. Yeah, it was. Yeah. A, it was a chess. It was a mat as a chess game, a chess yes. match, pretty much. Yes, and um, very different yeah. from what we've seen so far, for sure. Yeah. Especially yeah. the structure of the episode, how it started and everything. Yeah. Um, okay, let's just jump into our poetry synopsis of Yes, yeah, so let's get to the poetry because that's yeah. really what I look forward to every week. Uh, <laughs> same here. Here we go. Okay. My, my haiku for counterpoint. One more inspection. Voyager hides Bernari. Can't outwit Janeway. Ooh. You brought it home there at the end. Yeah, nice. I did. Nice. Okay. Let me hear this fabulous limerick All you right. came up with. Here we go with our limerick poetry synopsis. Here we go for counterpoint. Smuggling refugees through Devoran space. Kashik is looking to Janeway for an embrace. A game of wits is played. It's quite a masquerade. If only Kashik knew. Janeway always wins the race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. He kind, of, he kind of brought it around too. Brought it around. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah, you notice? Did. Do you notice when he when he introduces himself, he yes. doesn't say Kashik. Everyone else in the whole ship says Kashik, including the Bernari aliens say Kashik. But when he introduces himself to Janeway, when, when he doesn't introduce, he says, Don't call me inspector. Call me. He says Kashik. Is Kashyyyk. what he says. Yes. Oh, that's right. You're he right. Does. He says Kashik. 
And then everyone else just starts calling him Kashik. So it's, you know, tomato, tomato, I well, guess. Well, do you remember they used to put a pronunciation guide? Pronunciation guide, yes. In the front of our script. And so That's for right. names like this, there would always mm-hmm. be a pronunciation guide. Mm-hmm. But not everybody referred to that. In fact, no. I admit, I did not always <laughs> refer to it. <laughs> so it might have been a, it uh-huh. have been a case of... The guest star read the pronunciation guide, but season five, the actors, the Voyager actors are like, nah, well, just everybody just starts. Yeah. You just start repeating whatever somebody else, you know, started. It takes on a life of its own, basically. So, okay. All right. You want to give us the uh, guest star role rolled out or the roll down? Let's talk about our actors first. Um, Really big cast, big guest cast on this one, larger than most. The first one I will say is Mark Herlick, who plays Kashik or Gashik. Mark Herlick is originally from Texas. Okay. And uh, as I like to do, talk about their very first job. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mark Herlick made his television debut in a TV movie called Unspeakable Acts. With B.B. Newworth and Gregory Sierra. What and, year was that? Uh, 1990. 1990, which is kind of late considering, uh-huh. you know, he's a very experienced actor, but he was a theater guy. I know Mark Herlick <laughs> did a ton of theater. Okay. Kier, who was... Um, the Bernari, the head of the Bernari. Exactly. The mm-hmm. Bernari guy, the, the guy that uh, Jane was always talking to. That mm. actor's named Randy Oglesby. Mr. Oglesby. Mr. Oglesby, very first TV job was actually a theater piece hmm. adapted. I, I don't know if it was for PBS. That's the, the guess I'm making. It was yeah, a, yeah. probably for PBS or something like that. It was a version of A Christmas Carol. Oh. In 1981. Wow. He did A Christmas Carol huh. on television. We also have Prax played by J. Patrick McCormick. Yes. His very first TV and film job was in 1992, a movie called Folks. Folks with Tom Selleck was the star. Hmm. Wow. Uh, Yes. 82. Um, Well, can I just say one thing about J. Patrick McCormick? Prax, when you first see him, you see him on the view screen. And later we see him on Voyager for the inspection. He really reminded me, or I thought it was the actor Glenn Morshower. Oh yeah, it looks so I, much like Glenn. It's I crazy. Thought the same thing. I was and like, I've is worked this... with Glenn a couple yeah, of times. Of course, and yeah. Glenn was on uh, TNG, on Voyager. On do you remember the episode of Voyager he was on? Um, Resistance, one? the one oh, with Joel well, Gray. Course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one of the security yeah. guard guys, and then he was also on Enterprise. So he's mm-hmm. done three guest star. Uh, roles on Star Trek, but not this episode. And I swear he came on. I said, that's Glenn. I know. It looks just like Glenn. Yeah. Kind of freaky. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. Another actor guest star on our show playing Mm -hmm. Vorik again, reprising his role of Vorik is Alex Enberg. Yes. Alex Enberg, uh, if we haven't covered it already, made his TV debut in the TV show Quincy, Hmm. 1982 as a young child i'm sure oh. or a teenager at least yeah. uh, we also have uh tarot oh um, yeah yes tarot who, who, who has the <laughs> nose breathing that I, I love i knew you would like that I randy knew. lowell is the actor he was yeah. uh, his first job was 1982 cagney and lacy oh my first, goodness like episode two one of the first wow. episodes of that Randy Lowell, yes. And, and you know why I knew you would like his role or his yes. character? Because he kind of could have been a cousin 
of Salamander Paris. Right? <laughs> he looked so much. I said, I wrote that down in my notes. When you yeah. see him, it's kind of the similar face vibe as yeah. Threshold Paris. Threshold Paris. The Paris, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Our last actor I want to mention is yeah. the little boy who talked with Neelix during the story. He had telepathy. Yes. And that character's name is Adar or Adar. Okay. And uh, the little boy's name was Jake Saxon. And his, his first uh, job ever was a TV movie called For the Future, The Irvine Fertility Scandal. Must be based on a real life thing. Mary like Lou it. Henner was the star, but also mm. Alicia Coppola was in his little Jake's very first job. Alicia Coppola was in the body, the betazoid. Yes. yes. So, Who you flirt with. Oh, yeah. Goodness. So we brought it all back around. Is this sort of like voices. six degrees of Alicia Coppola? What yes, are you doing? I think so. I think so. Wow. Okay. That's all the actors that I have. We also have Michael Taylor uh, wrote this episode. Yeah. Michael Taylor wrote a bunch of DS9 and Voyager mm-hmm. scripts. And Uncle Les Landau directed. We forgot to guess who we who this. I yeah, know. We got to start remembering to do that again. But I Uncle know. Les came back Uncle season Les five to direct this one. Yeah, and he did a great job. Uh, okay, so I just want to bring up one thing concerning the writing. Um, yes. You know, for a while, I've had this in my head, uh, this story, which I cannot remember if it was Brian um, I can't remember which person from the writing department that I had this conversation with, but I thought it was possibly Brian, um, yeah. but maybe not. But whoever I had the conversation with, I, I was asking them about how people pitch. You know, how do people come right. in to the writers, uh, to, a, to a producer and say, here's my pitch for Voyager. And the example that they gave was the writer that pitched for Counterpoint. Really? Yes, because they said they said that the pitch can be a very long detailed pitch or it could be as simple as one sentence. Yeah. And this and this was the example that was given to me by whoever I had this conversation with and I've held this memory in my head for all these years and the pitch was Voyager harbors Jews from the Nazis is what it is, was the pitch. So basically it was like, let's hide the, you know, let's save the lives of these people that are being persecuted. And Mm -hmm. the pitch was Voyager hides, hides Jews from the Nazis. And that it was very simple. I heard the same thing about this, that it was Anne Frank on Voyager. Anne Frank on Voyager. Yeah. So one very quick sentence and boom, that was purchased. They were like, yep, we'll buy that. So there you go. Uh, I don't know if Michael Taylor actually pitched the story, if it was pitched by somebody else, and then Taylor was given the assignment to actually write the teleplay. I don't know. But still, I, I do know I remember this conversation. And you have a, a little bit of a memory of that, too, then. So Yeah, I do yeah. remember this, this episode was originally something very different. Mm-hmm. I, I remember now, you know, now that we've watched it, so many memories come flooding back. I remember that originally this was going to be Anne Frank on Voyager mm-hmm. and that Janeway was supposed to fall in love originally. I think she was supposed to fall in love with like one of the refugee, like Anne Frank's dad or something. Oh, like it was a whole thing. So Kier, Kier and her were supposed to be in something. Love. Yes. Yeah. Originally it was supposed to be that. Yeah. And then they were like, wait a minute. What yeah, if she falls got- in love with the bad guy? <laughs> with the and bad then they, guy. So they yeah. sort of took the pitch. Yeah. And changed it out. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we, you know, we start 
this whole episode and it's on the bridge. And clearly we know right off the bat, this is, this is old hat. We have yeah. gone through this before. Everyone is ready for this inspection by the DeVore. And by the way, all I could think of when I watch this episode and you hear that they're called the DeVore is one of my college buddies uh who also knows mitch melkinson so in the same fraternity his last name is mitch melkinson is my is my attorney yes my entertainment lawyer uh, my ex-fraternity your ex-fraternity brother brother. exactly one of our other fraternity brothers his name was mark devore d-e-v-o-r oh that's funny so every time I hear this, the DeVore coming, I think about Mark DeVore from, Boston, funny. from Boston, who plays hockey. And that's uh, clearly not the same, but I cannot get that out of my head. Um, so the classical music starts playing. And again, another really different take on it. I was going to say, yeah, overall, oh. I thought it was really it felt very different because a lot of times where you expect to hear the score for Voyager. Yeah. Instead there was this classical music, which became yeah. a, a theme and a story point. Yeah. But yet it made the episode feel very, very different. Very much um, so. And, yeah. and you know, you remember when he, when uh, Kashyyyk calls Janeway to mm-hmm. her ready room, he's got the music playing and he tells her that he's got it on because maybe this will help the crew relax. And again, another theme about maybe this will help you relax that we, we see that we hear that and see that over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then that made me think about there was a 7-Eleven in Los Angeles that I used to go to, and they would be playing classical music on speakers really? right at the doorway. And I asked the, the the cashier, I'm like, why do you guys play classical music? They in said, a well, 7-11, because, it's yeah, in a 7-Eleven. They said, because this 7-Eleven has been robbed so many times that the owner decided to pump out classical music because it's supposed to calm people down and mm. keep them from going going aggro and crazy and ballistic and and trying to and maybe maybe deter a robbery. So that's wow. Yeah. So that interesting. Is, yeah, that's so, a story that so, popped in my head. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Kashik is trying to calm everybody down by playing really this classical music from our database, which he's never heard before. Right. You know, so he's right. just learning about all this. Yeah. Yeah. So we see that this has been happening a bunch. We've been boarded. We're going through this part of space mm-hmm. where they're coming to check. They're, they're looking for telepaths. Correct. It is the number one illegal thing in their part of space to mm-hmm. have telepaths on right. on board. But we don't find this out quite yet. No, no, it's not revealed right off the bat. Definitely not. What is revealed is they're in the in uh, Kashik is in Janeway's ready room behind her desk. Yeah, and he's drinking coffee and yes. he talks about coffee, and he's like, "This is delicious." And he goes, uh, "Pax or whatever his name is, Prax doesn't really like it. He doesn't. Well, he, he won't even try it. He's he like- won't even try it. But I like this stuff." Yeah, uh, very yeah. bold on the part of Kashyyyk to sit in her her chair, yes. drinking her coffee, and uh, yeah, that was. Uh, I also interesting I, I also noticed on the bridge, and in the ready room, and mm-hmm. throughout the lighting was very different in this episode than mm. we normally have. We were in gray mode later on, which I know is a particular look, but okay. Generally, I thought the rooms. Every room looked very kind of dark and dangerous and mysterious in a way that we don't. Wow. Usually we're either at red alert and there's that look or it's a normal look or it's a low power mode, but this felt like danger mode. I don't know. This felt like a whole different lighting look Hmm. that, um, that Marvin Rush did. Okay. All right. Good catch. Throughout. Yeah. Yeah. 
We see an exterior of the Voyager. The flyby with the divorce ships yeah. that look so cool. They're massive. They're very They're massive big. and they look like, 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 uh, I don't know, like stingrays or something. Yeah. Like some kind of, <laughs> you know, oceanic kind of fish <laughs> yeah. or something. And I thought they were super Really cool. different from every other vessel, alien vessel yeah. that we've seen up to this point. So I was like, oh, mm -hmm. wow. Look at the hull plating on that ship. Look at the, yeah, yeah. It, it was pretty cool looking. Definitely. Agreed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was very cool. So we, yeah, we see the, we see the flyby and, yeah. uh, and, now yeah. there's a, it's a montage. We have a montage between the corridor, the Jeffrey's tube, the transporter room, sick bay, engineering, mess hall, cargo bay of the inspection. All the yeah, while, you know what I liked music. about this this montage, all to the classical music. Yeah. What I liked about the montage is I started seeing drawers and panels and places <laughs> that I never knew we had panels. Yes. I was like, whoa, there's Wait, something there. There's a drawer in the middle of that corridor. We didn't exactly. know that. Yeah. I never knew that. <laughs> That's cool. Why don't we use that? There was some cool, it, yeah. And they were really rough with the stuff, by the way. Oh, you know? they they were. They were. They were when quite they go, rude. Yeah, yeah, they go into like the uh, the sick bay, and and he's got some slides, and the doctor's like, "Please be careful with that. It's yeah. uh, you know very valuable information." And he just it drops it, crashes it. <laughs> Doesn't care. Doesn't care. They do go to engineering, and Bolana. They say, hey, you've used, uh, why'd you reroute all this energy to the transporter room? She's <laughs> like, oh, it was just a routine diagnostic. No, yeah. no big deal. Yeah. And so you and start he gives to her, he gives her a tip on what she should be doing. And mm -hmm. she rolls her eyes, basically, you know, like, thanks a lot for yeah, exactly. giving that info. They check out Seven um, in the in, in the cargo bay or wherever she's at. Yep. They're like, what's, what's up with this reading? And she goes, oh, that's my interlink mo node mm -hmm. for communicating with the Borg. And he goes, but you're not a telepath, right? Right. Nope. nope. Is that so, the first point where we notice that that's what they're looking that for? That may be the right? first yeah, that time. That might be the first time. It's yeah. Prax, right? Prax has yeah. that conversation with her. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then we go back to the ready room and yes. um, Kashik or Kashik is talking to her. Yeah. And he talks about these contradictions with yes. humans, like yeah. that you have this beautiful music, but then you've got this history of horrific war as yeah. well like you're mm -hmm. just very like we can't pin you down and he he also brings up the crew manifest in the scene yeah and he says and I, like, let me before you go in the crew manifest i'm gonna yeah. i wrote down the actual line that he says he says your culture has many contradictions violence and beauty science and faith all somehow mingled harmoniously like the counterpoint of this music Mahler, Symphony Number no. One. So this is a great, you know, little mm -hmm. intro to the title of the episode right yeah. here with the music, and that's uh, when he examines the Voyager. Well, he has examined the Voyager crew manifest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He points out on the manifest. He says, you know, you've got some some Vulcans here and a mm -hmm. Bolian and uh, uh, Betazoids. Betazoid, sorry, yeah. Betazoid. And mm -hmm. why haven't we? Uh, why haven't we met them? Why haven't we yeah. seen? They don't seem to be around. And right. They, and then Janeway gets very kind of emotional about, mm. yes, they died, and it's very sad. And, right. Um, she, she says Vorik, Vorik, Tuvok, and and Jarat died in a in a shuttle crash. Suter died facing the Kazon, and, and you know they mm -hmm. were they were valued members of this crew. And just because they are telepaths, it doesn't mean that they're 
bad people the way that the devore look at all telepaths i did notice in this scene by the way it's a long scene because, very uh, long scene very long because you know prax ends up coming in and saying hey would they do we didn't find any telepaths but they diverted from their course that they said they were going to be on and that's a that's a illegal offense we should we should impound this the ship and mm -hmm. and uh you know there's there's penalties for that and and because gotcha. she like nah we'll let we'll let the slide we'll give her a break on this she could use a friend so he starts to plant this like oh this little this, seed of um seed of friendship or something yes. yeah you but can in trust this scene me. with prax yeah. and 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 kashik and janeway and everything the blocking was i have to say very complicated a lot of movement which yeah. means that you've got to be shooting these angles you know, different angles for screen direction and just mm -hmm. all these, it seemed almost over covered to me. I have to say, like, oh. I was like, wait, where, where are they looking now? Okay. Where is he standing? I didn't know where people were. Yeah. Sometimes when the blocking gets too complicated yeah. to me, I start getting a little disoriented in space. I'm like, yeah. wait, where, where are they now? Have they my, actually, my disorientation happened when, when you see Harry in the transporter room, like he's standing at the, where the transporter chief is. The, mm -hmm. the divorce come in and he walks around and they go to meet him, but he's not there where they, where you would think Harry would be. Yeah. So it was like, wait, where did I go? And then the next scene, Harry's standing right next to them. So I, I was thinking, wait a minute, the transporter room is a very small room. It's yeah. not like Harry would have got lost yeah. on the way over there. You, you should have saw, you, you should have few, seen Harry in a certain shot that you didn't see. So yes, was, there was a few times that that happened where yeah. Where I noticed, like, I think there's a scene later on in the briefing room when mm -hmm. Janeway comes in and K Kashuk is there. And then it's not until she walks around one side of the table that you realize, oh, there's a couple of security guards yeah. in here. Yeah. Like, I didn't even see them. Not until so the, I, that other shot. It yeah. was a, it was a, I think being disoriented like that and then all of a sudden seeing a character was in the room, I felt a little, I don't know, it felt a little confusing. And it seemed to be a pattern in this episode. I'll just point that out. Yeah, yeah, but it also could have been intentional. Maybe that's what. Maybe that's maybe. what. He, maybe that's what he wanted. Maybe Uncle Les wanted to have that sort of like. Maybe. Wait a minute, what's going on here? You know, to keep you yeah. on your toes. So you yeah. never know. You never yeah. know. So now. So we're we have, on the bridge. Yeah, we're on the bridge, but uh, we kind of have a, a bit of a montage between bridge, cargo bay one, transporter room, and engineering mm -hmm. in order to bring back Tuvok Vorik and all the telepathic refugees, adults yes. and children, all the Bernari. And uh, there's some issues. It's not the easiest, um, it's not the easiest beam back because the, the pattern buffers are, they've been basically in suspension. They've, they mm -hmm. haven't been beamed back Their Their patterns are sort of just sitting there in, in, in cyberspace, just sitting there, just waiting to be beamed back. And uh, uh, finally uh, it works. Thank goodness yep. they're able to beam them back uh, with the increase in power that Alana gives and Janeway yep. tells uh, Harry what he needs to do to, to help get everyone and back. And we've, we've never done this before, right? Like, no. I don't remember this ever on the show. No. I, I don't have, I even remember it mm -hmm. happening in Star Trek at any other time with, nope. with the no. transporters. Oh, um, that we yeah, be, that someone, characters get beamed into suspension. Yeah, not in our show. It. Not on our show. Maybe on no. another one, though. Maybe on another one, but very yeah. unusual technical sci-fi yeah. you know idea 
to Very be able so. to do this. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we uh, we go into sickbay next and Janeway comes into sickbay. Well, before you jump to sickbay, let me just quickly yeah. say there is, uh, we do have a captain's log, a supplemental, which gives mm-hmm. us a little bit more um, information that it's been weeks of this hide and seek game that we've been playing with the DeVore and that we're about to trans, uh, we're about to rendezvous with the transport vessel that will mm-hmm. take these telepaths to a wormhole to escape Devor territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we jump into sickbay. Go ahead. And then we jump into sickbay and Janeway walks by Kier mm-hmm. um, and uh, she tells Kier that they're going to meet this transport vessel that'll be able to get them out. But the, the vessel has changed the rendezvous points again. Right. And so he's disappointed. But you see a bit of this relationship because we haven't met these refugees. Like this no. is the first time we're hearing, you know, kind of understanding who they are and what they're doing. So, right. So, but, there is, but you know that there is some camaraderie between Janeway and Kier because she's joking yeah, you with can, him. Yeah, right? exactly. You she can see in. that, that camaraderie. Mm-hmm. So, so it's implied that they've been, you know, trying to help them for a while now. Right. And then the doctor comes over and tells them that if they continue to do this uh, transporter suspension thing, yeah. that some of them may not survive. Right. They called it uh, acute cellular degradation, yes. which is cumulative. And the more they do it, there will be a time when someone will not come back. They're mm-hmm. done. So, mm-hmm. so it's dangerous, clearly. Yep. So next we jump to Astrometrics, I think. Mm-hmm. That's right. And we find out that we're two days away from this rendezvous, the new rendezvous point. Mm-hmm. And Janeway basically says, let's take this really complicated route so we can avoid being detected by their their you know um arrays or whatever right. that's out there and i love mm-hmm. at the end she says okay avoid their colonies space stations tourist attractions <laughs> if they have any <laughs> if they have any as she rolls her eyes it was a very very uh saucy little delivery I, uh, of that I, line it was very funny I'm just trying to imagine what a devour tourist attraction would look like yeah <laughs> okay all right um so yeah so the the command goes out and yep. now we jump to mess hall. Yeah. And Neelix is telling a story to all the Bernari kids. He's kind of reading a, it's story time. Well, it's story time. And he's telling Flodder and the yeah. Ogre of Fire, which yeah. is back to, you know, the yeah. uh, the uh, Naomi Wildman episode. Yeah. Once when, upon a time. Once upon a time when mm-hmm. we got to meet some of those characters. So he's That's telling right. them this yep. story. And the kids, because they're telepaths. <laughs> There's no real surprises. And I just thought Ethan was very funny when he's the kid reads his mind. Yeah. And uh and and he's like, you know, it's not nice to to ruin a story by reading my mind here. Yeah. It was very, very funny. Yep. And uh I also noticed in the scene that there's a they're all sitting on the floor in mess hall and there's a big plate of cookies on the floor and treats or something. I didn't notice that. None of them were eaten. They weren't touched. Oh, Leola root cookies, maybe. That's why they didn't eat them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They took one bite and wouldn't continue, probably. Yeah. I think Ethan Phillips is always great with kids. So the scene with him reading the story and the little little jokey moment with a kid reading his mind, ruining the story was funny. Mm -hmm. But I also noticed when Janeway comes in, they have this nice conversation that ends with Janeway saying, is the kitchen still open? She seems to be hungry. Yes. And she leans into him. Is the kitchen still open? Almost flirty. And Neelix flirts back for you. It's always Always open. 
I was like, whoa, dun, dun, dun. there is romance everywhere in I, this episode. I don't know if there's any fan fiction with Neelix and Janeway, though. I don't know. <laughs> Probably there is. Probably uh, there is. Okay. But they, they and we we have a little time passage, and then they're having some food when the bridge calls to Janeway, who's yeah. snacking uh, with Neelix, and mm-hmm. they say, "Hey, more divorce ships are coming. Devor vessel approaching. Devor vessel approaching." Mm-hmm. And and so Janeway shows up at the bridge, and they realize it's just one shuttle. It's not yeah. those big ships that we it's saw. It's a scout before. ship, all alone, a scout ship. And it's Kashik slash Kashik. It's Kashik <laughs> and. He says, uh, uh, permission to come aboard. I need, uh, it's just me this time. And she and he, says. He's not in his SS uniform any longer, no, right? he's not so, in the bad guy yeah, uniform. The bad he's guy. in a really non-threatening, warm, mm-hmm. cozy uniform. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know the way to my ready room. And she walks <laughs> off. And did you see Chakotay's look? No, like, I didn't watch. Chakotay, like Beltran looked over at, at her walking to meet Kashik in the ready room, yeah. and he was like, "What's going on?" Is that what he, he gave? A what's was a going JC on? Jealousy moment. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Goodness. But she goes to the ready room, and uh, yes. yeah, because she has different clothes on. Yeah. And his hair was very fluffy, by the way. Yeah. I thought you know he went from that sort of like bad guy slick back hair to like to fluffy. fluffy. Trust me. Yeah. yeah. I'm a good guy here. And the lighting is back to normal. Yeah. Again, like the lighting to me in this episode was a little all over the place. I was okay. like, wait a minute, what's it's, every room's different every time? <laughs> but but uh, he basically says he's defecting, that mm-hmm. he wants asylum. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, well, why should I help you? Mm-hmm. And he says, because I know everything. I can tell you everything. I can give you our database, I can tell you where our ships are. Well, he and even says, I know that there are 12 refugees at Voyager Rescue three weeks ago. So yep, he, got he his, knows everything. He spills the beans about everything, which really kind of, you know, it forces Janeway's hand a little bit because now he already knows. So yeah. uh, she kind of has to go along with this guy. She's like, okay, well, I'll give it a shot. Let's see what mm-hmm. happens here. Um, we're, we're in Astrometrics and yep. Kashik shows. Uh, everybody the hidden divorce ships in the nebula and that's it's not yeah, yeah it's, it's not, not the transporter ship, ship that they ship. thought they were going to meet no it's a hidden divorce ship waiting hidden, for them multiple hidden divorce ships yep. and 12 of them actually and then he gives tuvok uh wow that's a recurring number i just noticed that 12 refugees 12 divorce ships hidden in the nebula hmm. yeah. yeah he gives tuvok the divorce patrol schedules and routes on a pad he's like there mm-hmm. here he goes and oh and also here's tactical data on shield and weapon configurations for all divorce warships so janeway's like okay well thank you um i need to speak with the bernard and i need to find out how they feel mm-hmm. about this mm-hmm. and in the meantime kashik I hope you are okay with this, but you need to remain under constant guard. Yep. Um, and he's like, I understand. I understand. I know. I understand more than most what's going on. We go to the mess hall mm-hmm. and Janeway's uh, talking to Kier. With Tuvok and, and Chicote. And Tuvok and Chicote. And yeah. Kier's like, this is highly unusual. Uh, I think we need to find this guy, Turot. Right. He says he's a scientist. He knows about these wormholes. He did say... There have been sympathizers in the past amongst yep. the divorce, so that yep. that we do feel like, oh, okay, it's possible. Maybe he did. He is trying to help us. And they're Maybe. they're talking to Kier, by the way, mm-hmm. in a room 
Now, do you remember the mess hall was on one side of that set and then there's a hall in the middle and then there was the other side which got reconfigured all the time for like Janeway's quarters or two box oh. quarters. Is that the room or, that we're in now? Is that that's the, the room we're in? Oh, yeah, we're in this hall. sort of it's like a multi-purpose room, I guess I would call okay, it. Okay, okay. You know what that set I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. Because I was yeah. looking at this going like this this looks like the mess hall, but not the mess hall. Yeah, so. basically there's a set opposite the mess hall. Right. That is just Correct. sort of a generic big open room. That gets redressed for all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. for quarters. Yeah. I think we had a weddings in there. Mm-hmm, like we've done mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff like that. Receptions for for um, you know, yep. aliens and things. Yep. So, but when I first looked at them, I'm like, where are they? Yeah, but that's where they were. That's they where were it was. Camped out in that set. Did, that makes did, sense. It didn't have a name that set though, did no. it? It was just like a big open space. Correct. The ship space. I don't the know what we call space. it. <laughs> extra <Yeah>. room. <laughs> the yeah. extra room. The guest room. The guest yeah. hall. Yeah, okay. it's the guest room exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so we have to find this Tarot fellow who knows the yes. most about the wormhole. He's from another alien species in a close by um, part of the galaxy, I guess. Yep. It's not too far away. So we start searching for him. But now we jump to the briefing room. Mm-hmm. And it's Kash- Kashyyyk and Janeway. And Janeway mm-hmm. kind of wants to get to the bottom of this. Like, what is the reason for your sudden change of heart? I mean, you've been this hardcore inspector. And now mm-hmm. you're turning to to the other side? Why? Why? And he's like, look, it's not sudden. This has been years that I've been thinking and, and wanting to do mm-hmm. this and taking mm-hmm. and making this move. And Voyager has been the perfect opportunity. And, uh, and he know, says, I looked at your logs. I know your your ethics, your code of ethics and your humanitarian mm-hmm. history. I've mm-hmm. seen, you know, your journey through the Delta Quadrant and how you have had yeah. empathy and humanity with other people. Right. So, um, so I trust you. I yeah. trust that you're a good person. Yeah. And um, she says, okay, well, you're going to have to stay under these armed guards. And he's like, I'm fine. I'm used to being around guards. I feel more comfortable. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he likes it. But this was the scene where, you know, when she first came in, it, I thought it was just the two of them. And then halfway through, she walked around the table and all of a sudden there were guards there. That's this right. is one of those where I was like, whoa, wait. A hey, hello. What's, yeah. what's happening? Okay. Um, anyway, we go to the bridge now, yeah. and they have found Tarot. We have found Tarot. Good they old pull Tarot. Him up, they pull him up on the view screen. Now, this well, is- no, Hold situ- on. This is, this is what happens. He, he's, not, he's not responding. He's not responding. Try, and then he locks us out. Harry Kim overrides his lockout. Mm-hmm. And now we have a very interesting camera angle because it's from behind him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah we never talked to aliens that. on the view screen. No, he's like where turned the- around, <laughs> like the, like the like, camera's what? back behind him and he's going, get out of here, leave me alone. Yeah. I, I almost feel like, you know how people can hack, evidently they can hack your laptop and they can watch you on your own camera. So yeah. it's almost like he's got some monitor or screen that's behind him that Harry hacked into, and now we're looking at him from behind. Yeah, I wonder if that was in the script or if that was a directorial thing. I I mean, how could, how could, how could Uncle Les have said, you know what, I'm going to change everything. Yeah, we're not going to look at the alien head on on the view screen. We're going to look at him from behind. I don't think he would have been able to pull that off. It must have been in the script. Had to have been. It was very different for sure. Very much so. And he was very funny, by the way. Oh, he was goodness. very, very funny. Great, great character. And yeah. the actor who portrayed Tarad really did some very interesting uh, things, or he, he took some mm-hmm. di- interesting choices yes, as an actor. Yes, very funny. And my first thought was, before I knew who it was, I thought, wait, is this... 
Curtis Armstrong, the actor Curtis Armstrong, because it sounded like him. Yeah. Voice quality wise. But yeah. It's not. It's not clearly. It was very. It was very funny, and mm-hmm. uh, I love how he uses that makeup when he sniffs the air. Oh you know, my when he gets god! Like, yeah. He did this a few times. Just this he, thing was. Yeah. 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 And it's something that um, Ethan Phillips used to do with the Neelix makeup all the time, mm-hmm. but off camera, like he would, because he could blow it and it would just go in and out and in and yeah. out. It was very funny. I bet you that actor figured that out after he he was had the whole Got application in the makeup and, and he realized, oh my God, it. I could push this out further. Yeah. And he probably just tried it. And I guarantee you, Uncle Les was like, I love it. Let's keep yeah. it. Yeah. And that was part of it. And that makeup, as we've said, we've mm-hmm. mentioned a little bit, it yeah. looked like Tom Paris's salamander alien. His cousin. His cousin. It yep. did, except it just had a bigger head on the back, but yep. the eye eye sockets and everything, the oh, face, yeah. it looked very much like yes. the threshold look for Tom Paris. Mm-hmm. A little amphibian looking. Mm-hmm. Yes, very much so. That was my note. Uh, well, you know, Kashyyyk is not having it. He's like, why are we... T- why are we why are we playing this game? Just disable his craft. And and finally, Janeway says to Harry, is he in transporter range? Harry goes, of course he is. And boom, he's beamed aboard the bridge. And again, he's not happy. Not no. happy to be there whatsoever. He's, he sniffs his yeah, nose. The thing. sniff happens. <laughs> and he's mad. When he's wound yeah. up, he starts sniffing. He starts sniffing. Uh, the next scene is in the captain's ready room. And yeah, in the ready room, she's she's very coy with him she's trying to be instead of like tough cop she's very she's playing good cop in this one good cop and trying to almost Mm -hmm. seduce him with this offer of fuel for his shuttle this right mercurium isochromate isochromate Mm -hmm. exactly yeah she gives him a sample but she says i have synthesized enough to power your vessel for a year so it's very enticing to offer him this sure but unfortunately, he's like, you know, no good because I've, I don't even, I've never even heard of this wormhole that you're talking about. No idea. And after good cop, bad cop goes on for a while, Janeway is the one that brings up interspatial flexure. And that's when Tarot's like, what? Oh, of course. I know Why what that you is. Say you interspatial say? flexure. <laughs> you use the layman's term, which I don't use. So it's like, yeah. oh, okay. And then, of course, he goes on to say, he calls it even more specific. The phenomenon of the wormhole is really specifically in his dialogue or his vocabulary. He calls it an intermittent cyclical vortex, which is very interesting. Which also and, works. Yeah. Wormhole is more, more fun. Wormhole is much more fun than the other, yeah. other descriptions. But the issue is this thing is constantly moving. It's not in a fixed location. Mm-hmm. So there, therein lies the problem. How do we find this thing? So Tarot says, look, the best I can do for you is I can give you the last four locations. And maybe somehow if you study it, if you guys are good scientists, like you say you are, then mm-hmm. uh, you, can you can determine the next location. Where will the next Extrapolate location- out and figure out the next location. Correct. See the pattern, find the pattern, extrapolate it out. Correct. I just loved watching Janeway being super coy, even when she- Oh, hands- it was great. She was like looking with her coy eyes. It was, oh, so it was good. Having, having a lot of fun. It was so good. Um, yeah. yeah. Then we go to the mess hall and it's late at night. Janeway and Kashuk are, are working hard on trying to extrapolate out these, yeah. this pattern. And How the, do you predict location. a random occurrence is the yeah. question. Mm-hmm. I did notice that she's got her part of her uniform off the top jacket, I guess. Yeah. Which... They're really jumpsuits in real life, but mm-hmm. they were playing this moment as if she could take off the jacket and have pants and a 
correct the the t-shirt or you know the long sleeve shirt yeah. underneath which is but, not the case that's not but how very it it's not how it worked but it but it looked good to see her in something different mm-hmm. and he's also got his coat off and he's in a short sleeve shirt so they're very casual very casual yeah. starting to connect and they bring up the title again the title yeah. is used once more in this scene. He talks about, or she talks about, counterpoint. It's in yeah. all great it's music. Like, Parallel melodies playing against one one another. Each parameter could have a counterpoint in subspace, and that's when Janeway runs a subspatial transkinetic analysis on the wormhole data, which is very very exciting to both of them. They've kind of like when she used that word counterpoint though, because yeah. they're trying to figure it out. How do we do this? And she leans down, looking at his computer and then yeah. she turns her head to him very close to him very close yes and he's and he's staring at her for a minute and he goes captain captain yeah he's like captain mm-hmm. and she still doesn't talk no and i wondered i was like well what if at first i thought oh this is a seductive kind of thing but mm-hmm. i wonder in that moment knowing how this story ends mm-hmm. if she was calculating all right i think i know the solution mm-hmm. do i say it right or do i not say it mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah, it could so have been she's that running moment through, of yeah. like she's, do i trust him do i not if i if i say it then he's gonna know the path to go down and i'm gonna have to have a backup plan so she was thinking five or six moves ahead on the chess game and she's yeah. just thinking okay if i release this information what will happen you know so yeah yeah but, but it didn't look moment, like she's about to kiss they're, they're about to like, kiss but it seems so out of nowhere to me that right. i was like What's going on? Anyway, yeah. yeah. So they have the computer. They they uh, set up these parameters and this counterpoint idea with the computer to analyze based on those parameters. And now right. the computer's running analysis. And they go to drinking coffee. And, and looking they, out the window. Yes. Too. They, they look out the window at something called a Colian Colliar. Colian Colliar. Yes. Colliar is what, uh, what he says. The, or the, Aurora Borealis in our in in our language, yes. Language. The captain says we have something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Aurora Borealis, and yeah. he talks about how he loved them as a boy, yeah, and that uh, this may be the last time that he sees them. He's really playing it up here. He sure I, is. I, I, honestly, I bought it. I bought it. I was like, oh, he's a <laughs> he's turned. He's a good he's guy. A, yeah. I was I was with, was, was with Janeway. I, I was like, I was buying. I, I was too. I was I was like, wait yeah. a minute, this guy yeah. really, huh? Uh, and then he brings up, which I love. I and I yes. thought of, I thought of you immediately when he says, "Oh, good. This. I he think said, I know what you're going to say." Yeah, he says, um, "Captain, I came across something else in the database, mm-hmm. the Prime Directive." And then I thought all I could hear was you saying over and over again in all these prior episodes. Once again, Janeway does what she wants and ignores the, <laughs> the Prime well, Directive. What I, what I thought was, he says that I found that you violated the Prime Directive, and then she says that she prefers to go with her instincts yeah. and sort it out later with the board of inquiry. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission, right? <laughs> yes. And then I thought, how come I was in the brig for 30 days recently <laughs> just for disobeying a simple order yeah. and she's yeah. still the captain yeah. and broke yeah. the prime directive <laughs> over and yeah. over. And even right. this guy, even <laughs> this alien is like, <laughs> even broke the so- prime and she's like, yeah, I'm just going to sort it out with a board of inquiry later. That's why I was laughing so hard. I said, an alien from another species calls her out on yeah. her own 
set of guidelines as a Starfleet op captain, I'm which telling is the, you. the number one rule, the prime directive. And you're right. You spent 30 days in the brig for breaking the prime directive. Janeway breaks the prime directive and it's like, eh, it's okay. I'll deal with it later. I, I wrote down in my notes, citizen's arrest. I should make us <laughs> to, if I was in the brig for 30 days, I should make a citizen's arrest. You, you, uh, Janeway, you Janeway should be in the in the brig. <laughs> Very funny that I thought of you immediately and you knew that I thought of you. So yes. there you go. <laughs> um, he talks about a family of refuge refugees and a little girl that he um, was hiding in this scene. And he says, you know, this little girl affected me. I couldn't stop thinking about her. Yeah. Three I, months ago. Right? Yeah. He I pulled her, her out of this thing. And then when she pulled her out, she said, thank you to him. Said, and then yeah. he had to send her to the, to the camps, to the camps. Yeah where she was going, you know, not good things were going to happen. Yes. And that's what turned him, evidently. Mm -hmm. That's what made him, it was haunting him to the point where he just couldn't take it any longer. Mm -hmm. He felt like it's time for him to get out. Um, and when he said, he he tells this story, which again, lays it on thick and yep. makes the viewer think, oh, wow, he's he is guy. reformed. He is a good guy. He's not, yeah. he's not trying to do all the bad things he did before he's reformed and that's when we hear a beep or two and we realize that the analysis has worked the wormhole is going to appear in three days from now in yeah. the tahara system less than eight light years away very close the only issue is from from where voyager is to the tahara system there is an automated divorce sensor that is there that they have to somehow get across or mm -hmm. buy without being you know detected because this will detect all the divorce ships to uh to their location mm -hmm. and then he has this very flirty line he's he sits there and he talks about he looks back at the the colian colliard and he says they just never looked quite so beautiful before could be the company I'm keeping. And then Janeway looks over and says, or oh, the polarization axis of the windows. And he goes like, that must be it. And it's just so flirty. And I, the whole time and I'm she's thinking- she's also lounging back with yes, her hands over yes, her head. It's yes. a very, yeah, they- I was very uncomfortable for, for Chakotay. I, I was like, I you know what? This is not right. Chakotay should run into the room and and say something. I agree. And, yes, and I'm a, for her you honor. know I'm a JC shipper now. Yes, and so yes. Well, we both this, are. So This just really upset yeah, me. It really was. But I'm glad that she's happy. That yeah. she has, you know. Yeah. I love that she's, uh, She we're back in the hallway. She's back mm. in uniform. And I love that she's just walking down the hall, just captivated by him. As yes. they're talking about, you know, what needs to be done. And she's just yeah. all smiles. And yeah. they get to the, the they door. They said that their plan, they talk about their plan, that if we, if we turn down every, if we, you know, if we basically turn off impulse, every, yes. we just, just kind of like power down. We can mm -hmm. drift past the sensors undetected and then power up when we're uh, out of range. So yeah. uh, they get to the door and what happens, Robbie? Well, there's a, there's a good night at the door moment. <laughs> he's like, well, maybe I can come in and replicate something. And, he invites uh, her in for a nightcap. Her in. And I was, I was so angry again. I was like, no, you don't invite Captain Janeway in. She was tempted, but she's like, no. She goes, no, she your goes, replicators don't work. By your replicator the way. doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's so I didn't trust you. <laughs> and then, and then he goes inside, and she turns to the garden. And they have kind of a knowing moment. And then she's like, as you were. Yeah, that again, that's different from Busted. every other episode. To have this actual interaction with the background actor mm -hmm. where he's kind of looking at her like, Captain? And she's like, as you were. Like, mm -hmm. don't don't comment and don't judge on the flirtatiousness of exactly. me and exactly. the inspector. Right. 
But again, we don't see that, you know, this type of scene no, where Jamie interacts different. with yeah, very, 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 very yeah. different. And now we have a scene in bridge on yeah. the bridge and engineering. This where, is where we're in gray mode. Yeah, we're, we're trying to shut down everything, right? So this is another lighting look, mm -hmm. like so many different lighting looks. Very uh, much so. They make it past the first array. Right. Uh, but the pulse has damages damaged the warp injectors, mm. and so they're not going to make it past the the second the second the second thing. pulse. So they have to shut down the warp core, which Belana works furiously to to get this done. Which she, I guess she does at the last second, but it's not soon enough because no. we end up getting detected. So now we've set off the Devor alarms, yeah, and we are in trouble. We need to start making the move now. Um, the briefing room is the next scene and mm -hmm. there's a bit of a strategy meeting we find out that this wormhole will open in six hours and it will stay open for two minutes that's the that's the extent of it and they talk a little bit about what we're going to do and next scene we have another corridor scene where it's the captain and kashik and he says we have to talk and janeway's like okay what's this about mm -hmm. we end up in kashik's quarters and mm -hmm. he just tells her hey i've got to rejoin the warships this is the only way that Voyager has a chance. You're yeah, not going to be I, able, you might be able to take on one. I can save you. I, I can, can save you. Exactly. I can sacrifice myself. I'm not going to go with you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to get to the wormhole, but I'll, I'll I'll help you guys get there. Yeah. And he's willing to save them. Yeah. And she reveals in the scene that she was going to ask him to stay on board. Oh, that yeah. she was, I just shocked. Like, no, I know. She was going to keep him, you know, invite I, him on board. And she's really falling him. Oh yeah, falling for him. But she's yeah. she's very sad. But she she does agree that you know he, he can go back to the ship, and this mm -hmm. is probably the smart move. Mm -hmm. We go to the hallway. Tuvox there, thanks him for all he has done for them, and he says yep. he says to uh, Kashik, "Live long and prosper. prosper." And he does the old Vulcan hand sign, which I just love when we work those moments in, like you know, yeah. old school. Yeah. I OG agree. Star Trek. OG yeah. Vulcan hand salute. Vulcan we love hand it. salute. I was mm. like, yeah. We go to the shuttle bay and they walk in and he starts the engine. He's got like a remote start, basically. Hey, hey, like, voice and voice activated. Voice too. activated. I love just it. starts the yeah. engine. You see it warming up. Yeah. Um, and then Janeway. Initiate launch sequence or whatever yeah. he says. And you see <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. And then, of course, Janeway says, I'm going to wait for you. Yeah, she's like, we'll rendezvous after, after yeah. this inspection. You yeah. know, we will we'll wait for you at the, at the other side. Hall. Yeah. So just, sh and, and we're going to wait until it collapses. So try to, after the inspection's done and we leave, please try to make it. And again, it's like, what are you doing, Janeway? And then finally, and then the he leans in and he kisses oh, her. Oh, I was passionate. shocked. I leans was shocked. in and she, and she takes that kiss and then. They separate for a beat, and then she goes in and kisses she him. Goes, she goes for a second. Harder. You know what that reminded me of? It reminded me of Chakotay having that little tiny kiss with the 8472 alien that was in the human body. And then he pulls away, but then he goes in for the second. Yeah. yeah. And so Janeway kind of- It's the old double kiss move. It's the double kiss move. And yeah. she's like, I'm going to really get this good kiss. And so yeah. she does. And you were shocked, though. Right? Oh, you yeah. didn't expect it come to, no. come to be happening there. No. And no clue they were gonna smooch. And uh I was completely shocked. Go but he it. takes off in his in his remote start uh shuttle. <laughs> and he takes off and we 
think that's probably going to be a goodbye. We go to the bridge. The divorce ship appears. Janeway. Why didn't you? Why didn't you install that on the Delta Flyer, Tom? Yeah, the remote voice yes. activation. I know. I should have done that. <laughs> okay, go ahead. On the bridge, what? We're on the bridge, and now, as we expected, the divorce ships approach. Mm-hmm. They appear, and Janeway actually this time is like. She seems a little excited to see him again. Even yeah, though she knows she's a little giddy. Of, she's a yeah. bit giddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chicote says, oh, Devor, people have appeared on decks mm-hmm. 18, 15, 14, what are you going through? And then she goes, and one. One. And, and smiles one. and gets up. And Again, I saw Chicote like, look. He was, I didn't look at his face. He did was not he? like these moments <laughs> of her going in there. Uh, but we go in the ready room. Kashuk's there again. Oh, God. Good to see you. Likewise, mm-hmm. good to see you. And he's playing this music again. He is. He he's is playing. I think it, he says Tchaikovsky's Fourth Symphony. Here. That's right. That's right. He sends Prax away. He's like, yes. Prax, go go handle some inspection. Go check on the inspections inspection exactly. Business. Yeah. And they and have a moment alone, right, where they're like, Oh, do, do you think they'll know? And, and like, nope. But you know, they might be suspicious. This and that. This little, this little hush hush sort of like secret that we have together. Mm-hmm. And, in and he's this like, "Did you find the wormhole? Yes. Did you find it? Did right. you find it?" He says. She goes, "Yes, I found it. I it's two hundred twenty thousand kilometers off the port bow." Yeah. And she says, "A photon torpedo, properly calibrated, will force open the threshold just long enough for us to go through." And he congratulates her, and then you realize. He's been a ruse. It's been a trick (laughs) this whole time. He He calls Prax back in. And he orders him to go to the cargo bay to rematerialize the telepaths that are sitting there in suspension. And Janeway, Janeway is legitimately shocked. I I think she's, I think she's always had the preparations. She's always had the backup plan. And because she kind of wanted to believe that this guy really did change. I really felt that that was her. Yeah. That's how she was playing it. And she felt like her, you know, her her heart dropped into the pit of her stomach, basically. Mm-hmm. It's that feeling of when you know. It's like, oh, no. Well, they, she's, yeah, she's really uh, disappointed. Very much um, so. He tells, he tells Prax to go uh, rematerialize the people in Cargo mm-hmm. Bay. They go into the bridge, and now the bridge is emptied out of Starfleet. It's yeah. just Janeway. Just Devore. Devore there. Mm-hmm. And Kashik sits down in the captain's chair and starts barking out these orders. And then we do see in the in the cargo bay that instead of the refugees rematerializing, a bunch of yeah. containers appear. <laughs> and they open up the container, and there's just a bunch of vegetables inside there. Right. But before and that you, happens, we realize that these are not neutrino emissions. He fires the photon torpedo. The torpedo. It doesn't do anything. He's like, what is it? Uh-oh. Antimatter residue signatures. And he says, you created false readings. And Janeway looks at him and icily says, that is the theme for the evening, isn't it? And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, look at this writing. It's great. Uh, so, and then she changes the m- music. Yes. Also, she changes the music to Mahler's first symphony. Maybe this yes. will help you relax. That line, I loved yep. it. It's just, she just she just handed it right back to him. Yep. She dished it back at, right back at him. And then and, we, we cut inside the shuttles. Yes. And now the refugees we find are in shuttles. Right. And they've headed to the real wormhole. They fire the torpedo 
it does open the wormhole bigger and for them to fly through yep and the refugees can escape so and i just plan, thought look how generous voyager is we just give away shuttles to give people. away like, shuttles. here yeah. have a shuttle you have a mm-hmm. shuttle. we're like oprah you have a shuttle you yes. have a shuttle and then they just give it away and then of course they escape but then you know kashik is kind of pissed he's like why don't we know you know why mm-hmm. why did why don't we have any any why are the sensors not reading these shuttles and then he realizes we've used the information that he gave us to put refractive shielding on the shuttles and so once they detect the shuttles they're like okay uh go after them but it's too late they've already made it through the they've uh, made the it wormhole through. yeah yep. and then prax comes in saying okay good we're arresting janeway the crew we're gonna put them in the detention center we're, we'll confiscate the ship and then kashik yells at prax he's like are you like, kidding we can't me? do that we can't do that we this, failed this is an embarrassment this will not yes. be on our record prax get out of my face prax and it's just like you know it's the end of uh yeah. uh prax's argument basically prax yeah they're not gonna they're gonna deny this ever happened they're gonna yeah. Because yeah. they're embarrassed. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And Janeway comes clean. She says, hey, I really was inviting I was gonna you take to you, take you yes. along with me. And he says, and he's honest with her, too. He goes, I want to be straight up with you. That was a very tempting offer. Mm-hmm. And he says, the last thing he says to her is, is, you have the bridge. He relinquishes the bridge to Janeway, who yeah. wins this game of chess, and he leaves. And that's the last And that last shot kind of pulling out in that dark bridge again yeah. another another lighting look but yeah different kind of look but she's all alone she's all alone and, and look at her and, face man there was yeah. so much going on on kate's yeah. face it was insane it was yeah. like wow she's dealing with with disappointment with the fact that he basically you know he duped her right mm-hmm. and he romanced her he duped her he pulled her in emotion wise so she's yep. all this stuff is going on in her face which is yep. and also the satisfaction that she finally had the last say too you can also see on her face like i beat you i beat yep. you on this game but i still love you <laughs> i still have puppy love for you um and then the very final shot is an exterior shot of the divorce ships peeling off from from mm-hmm. voyager and we end the episode so yeah what is your my theme, uh, theme? yes my theme i feel like the theme of this episode is Mm. it's important to trust people Mm. but always have a backup plan that's my theme okay that you know you should trust people you can build relationships you can get to know people and that's true but have a backup plan just in case the people that you know when you're taking a risky a risky move with yeah. someone that you don't know well have a backup plan okay yeah. what about i'm you? gonna i'm gonna say for me it's more about keep your fear in check mm. because any genocide or any type of you know persecution of any ethnic group is always based in fear about something about that group that is usually unfounded and yeah. not you know uh it's not a fair assessment of a certain group of people or a type of person. Nice. That's my lesson. I like that. Okay. I like that. All right. What was uh, your rating of this episode? I'm going to give this episode, I'm going to give this episode a 7.3. Whoa. Yeah. 7. I say whoa because I'm going to give it a 7.5. So you we're beat pretty me? close. By a little bit. Point two. We're pretty close. Okay. I, I, I think. Kate did a phenomenal job. I love what she did in the episode. Mark Herlick, I thought was a great, the whole guest cast, they were all great. I found the story 
and it, it comes back to sometimes context. I felt a little disoriented, not in a good way, not okay. not like like in little ways that I just kept feeling like, oh, I don't quite feel like I'm able to engage in this episode completely because I'm a little disoriented, if that makes sense. Did your so, rating also have anything to do with the screen time of the other series regulars? Were you feeling that it was too probably, little, too short? I didn't even think about that, but when you bring it mm -hmm. up, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, I like seeing scenes with Neelix reading stories to kids and right. more scenes with the doctor or seven yeah. or you or myself or Bolana. We didn't mm -hmm. have, nobody really had much to do. No, except Janeway. This except was a for big, Janeway. Huge so. Janeway episode. Yeah. For sure. All right. Okay. 7.3 for you, 7.5 for me. And Drum roll. our Admiral and Captain rating for Counterpoint 8.7. What? 8.7. Oh my God. Yeah. They liked this episode. They did. Well, Woo! because look, I gotta I gotta say, Kate did a phenomenal job. If you're a Janeway fan, which who isn't, like this is a good episode for her. It's a really good episode for her. So. Yeah, yeah. It is. Okay. All right. 8.7. All right, everyone. Thanks right. for joining us this week. Join us next week when Robbie and I will be re-watching, recapping, reviewing, and discussing the episode Latent Image. See everybody. Mm -hmm.